Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following podcast is brought to you by Marks with Mikes. I have no problem calling people Marks. No, no, it's it, it, don't tell me! Marks. Don't tell me! Mama mia! Mama mia! Are you kidding me? Marks. Welcome to the Marks with Mike's podcast. Here are your hosts, Mr. Six Foot Nine, the homeboy, Doug Douglas, and Dre, the Juice Man. Howdy. To another edition of Marks and Mikes. I am your host, Mr. Six Foot Nine, joined by Dre, the Juice Man. Hello, everybody. The Juice Man is back. Let's see, can I do consecutive weeks? That's what I'm going to go for. No, I've been in and out, but I'm back. Shout out to the Juice Boxes. Let's do it. And, of course, the homeboy, Doug, is actually, uh, he's off this week. He'll be back next week. And just to go ahead and give you all an update, we will be moving to a new day. That's right. So, instead of coming out on Thursday, the Marks of Mike's podcast, starting next week, will be available Friday. That's right. Every Friday, the Marks of Mike's podcast will be available for you on all of your podcast listening Platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Breaker, Anchor FM, Castbox, Pocket Cast, and a legion of others that I have yet to mention yet on this show. But not to do get too caught up, man. We're on episode number seventy six, bro. Seventy six. Seventy six. Jesus. Hey, we've been going at it. 76 episodes in, almost to 100. Gotta have a reunion show soon. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can have a reunion show like, like Raw just had this past Monday. Man, uh, I was not expecting that, that show to be that good, but damn, they did a good job. They, they actually pulled off a decent reunion show uh and shout out to whoever was on creative that day but uh <clears throat> paul Heyman. but definitely that that was just just an awesome awesome show uh some of my takeaways from that show would have to be of course i would be uh definitely remiss if i did not mention um the oc the original club the only club that matters uh, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and of course Carl Anderson. Uh, their spot with the Click, consisting of DX, and of course the NWO and Seth Rollins. Uh, I cannot 
cannot go on without saying, man, that to me, it worked good and bad. Uh, in a good way, it was good to have that moment on the Raw reunion. In a bad way, you just introduced the club, well, formerly known as the club, uh, just introduced LC for the first time on Monday Night Raw. And you basically get get these guys who was getting roughed up by guys that probably have the AARP card, you know. So it's like, <laughs> you know, with, the, with, with that being said, it's like, damn, you know, if you're trying to build something, that wasn't the way to do it. But then again, I, I'm not looking at it too seriously as a storyline uh, because, you know, these guys were only there for a one-off, you know. So that that was one of my takeaways from the show uh, and for, from that moment. What did you think about that moment between the OC and the click? <clears throat> I might have to disagree with you a little bit, JT. I think that that could build something. With the Shawn Michaels and AJ Styles stare down and him quoting saying, I know where NXT is, I could come there. I really think that could build something. Um, I would just look out for that. I I wouldn't be surprised if you see something at WrestleMania if the money's right and you people want to see it. I think Shawn Michaels might lace him up one more time for AJ Styles, and we definitely know he still got it in the ring. So I wouldn't be surprised if they went on and pushed this because I see the I seen the tension between them two during that segment. And don't be surprised if something happens, man. Just don't be surprised, people. Something might happen. Hold my words on episode 76. Something might happen. You know what? I almost forgot about that little Easter egg that they left. I mean, maybe that was WWE's way of leaving an Easter egg, sort of like Marvel leaves all their Easter eggs all throughout their films. But uh, that that could be something. I mean, especially what which the rumor is out there that NXT may be going to um, going to FS1 on uh, the Fox Sports Network. Uh, so you know that's. That's something that that can definitely happen, and it's something that I would not mind seeing. I don't know, maybe maybe you get an undisputed era kind of having Shawn Michaels back, and you have uh, the OC versus the undisputed era. I mean, this is just all far fetched stuff. Uh, don't don't quote me on that too much, but if it does happen, quote me. But I I would love to see it. I definitely would love to see it. But uh, that was just one of the moments on Monday Night Raw that was definitely. A great moment uh, far as that show. And uh, I cannot forget one of my favorite moments as well. uh, Backstage segment between Mike and Maria Kanellis. And Maria Kanellis straight dogging. Dogging Mike Kanellis. Talking about, number one, what's up? And I'm just paraphrasing. And I'm not saying that she sounded like this. But I'm just going to do my impersonation of a woman uh, that's mad at their man. Uh, so you're not going to rub this uh, stretch marsh lo- lotion on my stomach? Like, I'm trying to still have a modeling career after this, and you just back here just lollygagging with all the people. You just sit here just talking to legends and all that, right? Uh, so you're not going to rub my stomach. Cool. 
Well, listen, I have to make sure that we have a future for our baby because God knows that you ain't going to do it. And when she said that, like literally, Ron Simmons was right on time because in my in my mind, I was getting ready to say it. But as soon as they panned the camera over to him, it was like it was just right on time. And he, he hit us with that iconic damn. And it was like, damn. I mean, I, I, I don't know who's writing this. But, you know, as a man, it's like it's crushing. It's like, oh, Lord, you know, my, my woman don't my woman don't think I'm bringing enough, you know, bacon to the table. And, you know, she she's a sole provider. And I got to hear about this every day. Like, it's good writing. Like, I don't know who's writing this, but it's good writing because it, it's, it's a different perspective. You know, usually usually you see you see the guy, you know, kind of dominating over the woman. You know, kind of like Macho Man and um, Miss Elizabeth back in the day. But in this case, it's vice versa. And I kind of like this dynamic. So uh, that was an iconic moment for me. Uh, What about you? What do you think about that backstage segment? Um, I thought it was hilarious. I mean, it it was just funny. I I knew Ron Simmons was coming out. Oh, it's a damn moment. And the way she was going in on him, I, I feel bad for him. I'm like, poor Poor guy, poor guy. But you know, I think that you definitely got to laugh out of that. All the legends back there, you know, Maria embarrassing them like that, and then Rod Simmons just putting the icing on the cake. Damn, you know that just made it even worse. So I thought it was hilarious. I loved it. I loved that segment a lot. That was real funny to me, and I'm glad that it seems like they're talking more freely. You don't hear the scripted. Is that a word? Can I say that scripted? In their promos, you could just sure you can say you can hear the scripts in their promos, but the more you can hear the fakeness or the you know the not the genuine feeling like like you you heard before. You don't hear that as much anymore. You hear like it's like they got their it's like they created themselves. You know that's my opinion. But I did love that segment though. That was hilarious. Yeah, that that segment was definitely hilarious. I mean, just just the banter back and forth, and you know, it's like you know, I I, I definitely fear for. It was like, God, man, it's like, man, listen, <laughs> that's a, that, that's enough. If, if if you don't have high self esteem, like, you know, that's a, that's enough to break a man down. You know, especially from everybody, it's like, man, you just gonna put my business out on the street. Like, come on, man! What, what's going on? Like, you, so, so that's what we doing now. You just, you, you just gonna get everybody involved in our business. All right, cool, cool, cool. Like, you know, that's that's not either start an argument or make you just break down. But ne- nevertheless, I love that uh, part part of uh, p- part of the show there. But we're gonna talk about more of what happened uh, at at the Raw reunion later on in the show as well with our special guest uh, who's going to be on the show. Uh, it, it's Vanessa Vasquez of the Squared Circle Addict Podcast, which you can find, of course, here on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. Uh, you can find them on Google Play. Uh, well, I guess I could say Google Podcasts now, and as well as Pocket Cast, Podbean, and everywhere the podcasts are available as well. But yes, she'll be on later on the show. And we're going to actually talk about a couple things. Just want to throw that plug on. 
uh, right now. So stay tuned to later on in the show where we actually have the interview with her to get some of her opinions from this Raw Reunion show as well. Now, I have to go ahead and talk about one moment that was just definitely a standout moment. We have to talk about The Fiend. The Fiend. The Fiend. Yes, The Fiend. Man, to finally see The Fiend inside the ring for the second week in a row and just not to see the vignettes, he's even more creepier inside the ring than he is on the vignettes. And the, the way they're presenting him on television, this is something that they can keep going and they just have to make sure they execute it right Every single time, because I'm going to be honest, it only takes one. I'm, I'm not going to say one. It's it's going to take two mess ups for this to not continue. But they have to keep presenting this the right way because it is, it, it's a damn horror movie every time you see him. I mean, you talk about scary. I mean, if I if I was a child watching WWE, I would be like literally petrified. Like, to me, and I'm not even trying to compare these two characters whatsoever far far as success-wise, but I would say it's this generation's boogeyman or this generation's, I guess you could say... Um, I wouldn't say boogeyman. Okay. What about Kane? Uh, which Kane are we talking about here? Uh, 1990... Oh, right. That's 1997. I agree. Yeah, so, I mean, but just let's just talk about the presentation. Um, how do you feel about the presentation of this character? Because this character is definitely just off the wall. Uh, how would you feel about the presentation of the theme? Um, I love the presentation of the theme. I love it. I love how certain lights cut off in the arena and then the eerie music comes on and he just appears. I love that. I love that. And then that mask is scary. I think this is a scary segment for the PG era, which I love. It's creative. This is something he should have been doing years ago, in my opinion. I think they finally getting it right. And, I, you know, I just hope that, that it doesn't mess up. But I think with Paul Heyman running the show, it's in good hands. But I love how, just love his entrance and how, he has the wrestlers spooked. I mean, you have Finn Balor spooked. You have Mick Foley spooked. Like, what the hell's going on? And that's the type of feel. You had the whole crowd spooked. And that's the kind of feeling you want to give the crowd. Like, oh, I'm, I, you don't know where he's going to pop out at. He could pop out at your seat in the audience. You just don't know. And that's how good it is. And I hope they keep it going like that because it's real creative. It gets, gives an eerie feeling to the whole his whole character and it makes the crowd on edge and I believe that you need that back in wrestling nowadays so I'm, I'm loving it and I just hope they keep going with it I would love to see more of The Fiend but I would love to see more Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns as well but I would like to see them in a Hell in a Cell match and this time let it mean something uh, those guys do great work together I hate the fact that Joe's taking more L's than dubs uh, at this moment because with the transition to, uh, I believe, what, 
Fox wants out of SmackDown, which is going to transition to what's going to happen on Raw as well. Uh, they want more of a comeback style show. They want wins and losses to matter. So, you know, uh, he definitely needs more dubs, but I, I would love to see these guys in a Hell in a Cell match sometime in the near future. Uh, book it. Uh, whoever's listening to this podcast that will be on the creative at that time. But not to get too caught up on that, there's so much wrestling to talk about, and there's so many uh, wrestling that we could be watching. And speaking of watching uh, wrestling, uh, we actually have a commercial getting ready to come up right now explaining our deal right now with PowerSlam TV. If you put in our promo code, which is MWM for life, you can get one month free on us. That's right. One month free on us. You can watch some of the best independent wrestling in the world. Companies such as Evolve, which was just on the WWE Network with their 10th anniversary. But we'll be right back after this commercial break. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you do use our promo code nwm for life for Power Slam TV. Get one month free on us uh, and go ahead and subscribe. Get out there. Get to know some of these other promotions that are out there that actually have some of your favorite WWE stars. And you get to see these guys before they even actually hit the main stage. Guys like Walter, who is uh, definitely on Smash Wrestling. And you can also catch guys like Pete Dunne and a host of others on progress. So make sure you do sign up for Power Slam TV and use our promo code to get one month free. But now that we're back, man, there's so much things going on in professional wrestling right, right now. And uh, we had the big announcement. Finally, after so much anticipation and hype and buildup on TNT's Twitter and all their social media pages, and of course, AEW on TNT social media page, it was finally announced on Wednesday that AEW is going to be premiering October 2nd on TNT. October 2nd on TNT on Wednesday nights. So they're going to be live, ladies and gentlemen, live. It's not, it's not a dream. This is reality. This is happening. AEW is going to be live on TNT, taking place for their first live show. They just announced the ticket sales, uh, I believe, today. Uh, it's going to be happening in Washington, D.C. at the Capital One Arena. So uh, make sure you do get your tickets. Be a part of history. Be a part of AEW's big television debut. Make sure you're watching on TNT. I know I will be watching just to see what we're going to get ourselves into. And then jumping down this rabbit hole of live television. Uh, how do you feel about AEW premiering on a Wednesday? How big is this news? Um, I think it's good news. I don't think it's big. I mean, it's not really, to me, it's not a competition. I think that they're both staying in their own lanes. So I'm not really, you know, the way it was hyped, I'm thinking they're going to come on Monday or Tuesday and go head-to-head with Raw or SmackDown. But they're just sticking to their own. So we get three days of wrestling. Hey, I'm down with it. So I'm cool with that. Give me oh, sorry, sorry, three days. I'm getting three days of wrestling. That's fine with me. So, hey, thank you, AEW, for coming on Wednesday. Appreciate it. 
I mean, but it is going head to head with NXT. Uh, airing that at the same really time. Count. I, don't, I don't count that because I feel like them two are in their own lanes. So I really don't count NXT, even though it's a WWE brand show. I don't count that. If you want to go head to head with SmackDown or Raw, that's what what I'm thinking. Not really concerned about NXT. NXT is in its own lane. Yeah, but with the rumors of uh, NXT going to Fox Sports 1 and possibly becoming a live show, I mean, to me, it's going to have to become a live show if it's going to be competing during the same time as AEW because uh, they're going to be airing at the same time. And the rumor is that NXT is coming to Fox Sports 1, and um, that's going to be on the Wednesday night slot. So that's the rumor. And if that does happen, they're going to have to go live. And at that point, it will be head-to-head competition. I mean, although we put NXT in its own its own bubble, its own its own entity, uh, to me, AEW is they're not really competing with the WWE when it comes down to it. I mean, if you look at the style that's on the main roster, you look at the style that's on AEW's main roster. Uh, the only thing I can really say is the only style it will be competing with is NXT. So uh, it, it'll be great to see these two brands go head-to-head. I mean, you have the black and yellow brand versus the black and gold brand, I guess, with AEW. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll definitely like to see these two compete. Uh, competition is going to be healthy, which is going to be – it's going to bring out great, great products from both um, both companies. So I would love to see this. Uh, I would love to see uh, these two companies go head to head. It'll take me back to the days of being being a kid, switching from um, USA to TNT, USA to TNT, and of course, in this sense, it'll be Fox Sports One if the rumors are, are correct in TNT. So I would love to see this uh, type of competition, especially in pro wrestling. Uh, it's, uh, wrestling is definitely uh, out there. So many different days of the week that you can watch professional wrestling. So I'm definitely happy for it. Uh, but another tidbit on wrestling uh, we have to mention, moving on to another company, I found out today that ROH and the NWA uh, have actually parted ways as far as their working relationship. They had a working relationship, and they were supposed to actually do a feature match in Canada. I believe this was during the same time, if I'm not mistaken, but they're supposed to be doing a match uh, involving uh, Nick Aldis, the uh, NWA champion at Ring of Honor, but it looks like their relationship has abruptly ended. I hate to see it happen, because they were doing some uh, great things, uh, just cross-branding the talent and having, you know, these guys uh, on two different platforms. I thought it was great, uh, especially with uh, AEW being a uh, this mega company, I think it's a great thing that you have these talents actually go from show to show because it brings eyes to both products. Uh, some some viewers that you probably had that were watching you on Access, uh, they're now tuning in to NWA's uh, YouTube channel. So, you know, for me, uh, it's upsetting that they did end their relationship, but I do understand that both company needs to grow and do their own thing. So, uh, you know, unfortunately that did happen. It's a major blow. Yeah, I think that is a major blow, but it's, it's tough with these companies. Co- collab, I mean, collabing, the only reason is do you 
how do you want to make that champion look? And then you make the champion on that brand look. So it's always hard to collab companies like that because it's hard to come up with a decision on who's going to who's gonna win, you know? So that's, that's, the, that's always a disadvantage when you collab with other promotions. You know, it's kind of like the, the situation that uh, Dragon Gate and AEW ran into with Neville and uh, Hangman Page match. So, you know, um, unfortunate, you know, it's definitely a bummer that is uh, that they're not working together. And another tidbit of news that I did uh, actually get the chance to get the talks with Impact Wrestling and Access TV actually fell through as well. And it's like I was really hoping for them to actually make that jump because let's be honest, the Pursuits channel is not it, fam. It's not it. Uh, nobody knows where that channel's at, and I'm not getting ready to pay extra with my, cables, uh, my cable provider to go ahead and add that in just to watch Impact. Like, the, the, that's just not going to happen. Uh, but unfortunately, they're not going to be on Access TV. I don't know what happened with the deal, but unfortunately, it, it fell through. And even at one point, Anthem, the parent company to Impact Wrestling, even offered to buy Access, and uh, that actually fell through as well. So major uh, heartbreaking news for Impact. I really hope these guys find a, a home that is actually on uh, – at least, at least on the level that Spike TV was for them. I mean, you know, I just want these guys to find a home because they have great talent. They they have a lot of guys that that we we've got the chance to see live in person, such as uh, Ethan Page. Uh, you know, and you also have uh, Trey Trey Miguel. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that that I've had the chance to see in person that are not getting that major TV spotlight which they should moving on to another part of the news uh, i wanted to talk about as well today rvd on monday night raw when you seen that what was your reaction i mean literally when you see it what was your reaction i was like um where the hell did they find him at that's one and I forgot he was on Impact. Um, how the hell did they get him off of Impact to come to Raw? How much did they pay him? And I was just shocked to see him there because I thought he had beef with them over him wrestling. So I didn't. I was surprised to even see him there. You know, when I seen him, I was like, man, damn, how did they manage this to happen? But then I was going earlier in the show, and they also had – Santina Morella, who's also part of Impact, so you know they had a couple Impact guys on on the show, and I don't know I if he was, was uh, yeah, the Cobra, the Cobra was on Monday Night Raw, and he is definitely a part of Impact. Uh, the last time I checked, I could be wrong. Marks out there. If I am wrong, make sure you add us at Marks and Mike's on Twitter. Let me know. Uh, I have no problem taking it to the chin if I'm wrong, uh, but. Man, but this is not the first time we've seen Impact and WWE work together. I mean, of course, you can never forget, uh, and I actually mentioned this later on in the show, uh, with Vasquez of the Square Circle Addicts, uh, which is going to be later on in the show, but I actually mentioned this as well. But they, they worked together uh, when uh, Ric Flair was a part of TNA, and the four horsemen were getting um, inducted into 
the WWE Hall of Fame, they allowed Ric Flair to make that appearance. And in return, the WWE uh, returned the favor by letting Christian Cage come to Slammiversary. Even, even though he didn't have a match, he just let him come out and speak to the crowd. So, you know, it's not the first time. And, of course, we've seen clips from Impact uh, on the, the, the WWE Network uh, on Table for Three and other uh, documentaries. So, you know, uh, maybe this could be a working relationship with them who knows i mean this at this point in time yeah I, now is a greater time you doubt that yeah i doubt that i don't think you nah i mean it's a dream but nah, it's not gonna happen i mean especially with companies like evolve getting ready to get uh, a part of the fold on the wwe network which is a rumor I mean, why why not get the chance to work with more of these companies? Maybe be able to make the WWE Network more of a uh, valuable content for people to actually want to get. So, you know, who knows? Uh, I don't write this shit. We, we don't know what's going to happen. Wrestling fans can only hope. Uh, but speaking of hoping and wishing, uh, one of the things that we are hoping and wishing, we are wishing... A speedy recovery to Holly Race, who is uh, who was hospitalized uh, not too long ago. I want to say either it was last week or the week before last. Uh, hospitalized, uh, currently in the hospital right now. Re- wishing him a speedy recovery that he does get released, and you know whatever ailment that it is that he's able to kick through it and beat it. Uh, so definitely uh, hoping and wishing uh, a speedy recovery to Holly Race, but. Moving on, inside the rumors and news, uh, rumor is that when SmackDown does make the jump to Fox, the Raw reunion special idea was actually originally slated for SmackDown uh, for that to happen when they moved to Fox. Now, the rumor is they're going to have that happen. And one of the reasons why we did not see The Rock on this past Raw reunion it's because, of course, he's doing promotional work with Fast... Uh, sorry, his uh, spinoff from the Fast and the Furious, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. But that's one of the reasons why we didn't see him on Monday Night Raw, but also that they may be holding that for the move to uh, to Fox, when SmackDown goes to Fox and have The Rock appear on there. Uh, so I think it'll be great. I mean, the show's name after the guy. Why not? If if I'm Fox, I'm doing all I can to have The Rock on my first show on my network. And uh, I'm definitely trying to bring in the best ratings. So I would love to see this happen. Uh, the Rock back on the show that was named after him. And it's going to be broadcasting from L.A. He, he lives in L.A. It shouldn't take him that long to get there. So, you know, who knows? We'll we'll definitely keep our fingers crossed for that. I mean, is that something that you'd like to see on uh, SmackDown when it does move to Fox? I mean, because this is right around the corner. I wouldn't mind seeing that, but here's my thing, and I, I, I meant to say this earlier. I said these reunion shows. What what are they purpose? What's the point of them? What are we getting out of it? It's cool to see wrestlers we grew up with. Hey, it's good to see Stone Cold. It's good to see X Pac. It's good to see DX. Oh yeah, I, I love it, but. You can't have a reunion show every week if you want to boost your ratings. You got to put these new guys over. And my only flaw from the reunion shows is that none of the 
Legends had a lot of interactions with the current product. They had interaction, but not good interaction. You didn't build up. You had a few build up for matches for SummerSlam. But I think it should have been more about putting over the current product to try to build momentum to get bigger ratings. And I hope that's what SmackDown does when they have their reunion show-like thing when it moves to Fox. Focus on building the stars there so you can keep the ratings up. Not just to have, oh, let's have one big rating, one good night, and then we go back to mediocre ratings. No, let's not do that. I mean, yeah, just to piggyback back off of what, what you were saying, I mean, I definitely agree with you. Uh, Sammy Zayn actually made a comment to that same regard, uh, as in uh, these reunion shows, I mean, it's basically guys coming in, taking up time from the younger talent who definitely need to get these rubs from these legends because if you want these guys to get over, you can't have, you know, your Cena showing up every six or seven months, your Undertaker showing up, your Stone Colds, your, your DX, your NWOs. I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it as a fan for the nostalgia. But if we're trying to build our product, then we have to focus more on this younger talent. I mean, I, I, I got to see the 24-7 championship change hands, uh, you know, seven times on that show. But, you know, other than that, who did it build up? I mean, it's supposed to be a gimmick belt anyways, but let's be honest. The only guys that have been holding this belt really is R-Truth and Drake Maverick. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's other guys that you can put this belt on that can possibly get in on that 24-7 championship storyline. But, uh, but with these reunion shows, they really do take up a lot of the time from the young guys. And I think if they're going to do it, they have to find a better way to definitely present it. Like, like I said, I wasn't upset with the presentation. I think it, I thought it was great. But if they're going to want to build these guys and their new talent, they're, they're going to have to uh, find a better way to do these reunion shows. Maybe, maybe just have these guys come down uh, as a manager or, or so for the night. I don't know. Just throwing ideas out there, throwing shit against the wall, seeing if it's sticking. But you know, you can't have these guys taking up a lot of the, the, the on-screen time, especially if you're trying to get new talent over, basically. Uh, but not to get too caught up, we'll be back after this commercial break. And after this commercial break, the next thing that you will hear will actually be the interview with Vanessa Vasquez of Square Circle Addicts. Uh, right here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and every single podcast platform that we are available on, they're also available on too. But part two of the show will actually be the special interview with Vanessa Vasquez from Squared Circle Addicts Podcast. And we'll be right back after this commercial break, paid for by our sponsor. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today 
at powerslam.tv. And as promised, like I said in the first half, we do have a special guest. Uh, now, I know I said on last week's episode that I would go ahead and announce this Monday, but between work and life, me and Twitter totally forgot to go ahead and release that, but that's okay. Because as promised on the first half of the show, we do have our special guest on the line all the way from sunny California, Sacramento, to be exact. We have Vanessa Vasquez on the line from the Squared Circle Addicts podcast. How is it going, Vanessa? What is up, guys? It is going great. It's just really freaking hot in California. But nevertheless, I am very happy to be here. So thanks for having me on today. Now, when you say it's hot in California, give us an idea of how hot it is. Like, is it, like, god-awful hot? Is it humid hot? Is it sticky hot? Which one is it? Well, yesterday it was humid hot because it was, like, 99 degrees and it was raining. Uh, Today, it's just pure hot. And it sucks because where I stay, uh, there are only ceiling fans. So we don't have AC, so it's a little bit unbearable at times. Uh, but aside from that, I love California. And just to correct you really quick, I actually don't stay in Sacramento, but I stay in Los Angeles. So I'm literally where everything is happening. So that's why I love it. But I wish this heat would, would go away. This is why I should write down notes. I don't know why I said Sacramento, but L.A. is definitely a place to be speaking of la how's la doing with the addition of uh lebron james anthony davis Kawhi leonard and you also have paul george lakers versus the clippers it's a frenzy right now in the sports world how is it for you actually living in the midst of it i think it's pretty awesome to be honest like i'll be honest with you like i don't really watch in uh the nba avidly but just to see like everyone losing their shit over it is is entertaining to me and um because of all the happenings i might actually watch this season because i want to see you know where is it going to take us and if if the lakers are going to get another championship ring we can only hope and cross our fingers but uh speaking of jumping right hot into the thing the uh right hot into the topics of things that is uh, let's go ahead and just get this question out of the way. When did you find out that you were just in love with this thing that we call professional wrestling? Man, that was many, many moons ago. I was a little, little lad back then. Uh, no, but really, um, I started watching in 95. So I was four years old. So that's more than half my life because I turned 28 this year. Uh, and I got into it um, because of my older brothers. I have two older brothers. One is 10 years older than me, and then the other is 13 years older than me. And uh, I remember they left a VHS tape in the VCR. It was one of those like little tiny TVs that had the VHS built into it. And I remember just like pressing play because there was something already in there. And it was a VHS tape of WrestleMania 7. And uh, the match that caught my attention was Macho Man Randy Savage uh, against the Ultimate Warrior for the Intercontinental Championship. And uh, just something about those two. I don't know if it was, you know, their gear or just the way they carried themselves. It caught my attention and I was like, man, 
I really like this. And to further that, like, my brothers had this, like, board game, this WWF board game at the time that came with, like, Hulk Hogan weights. I don't know. It was really cool. So I was playing that all the time. I was just watching wrestling as much as I could. And, you know, I've been a fan ever since then, obviously, growing up in the Attitude Era. And um, I love it. I mean, I won't lie. You know, there's times, especially with the WWE, where I'm just like, oh, really? Is this what we're doing? You know, there's, there's times where I'm not happy. But for some reason, there's there's always something that pulls me back into it, whether that be WWE or like with the new inception of AEW or like sometimes I even watch Impact. Like, I just love wrestling. And uh, my roommates are always giving me shit because they're like, oh, it's so cheesy and it's so fake and you could just tell. But I'm just like, dude, whatever, give me all the crap you want. This this is my love, you know, uh, to further that even more. Um, for you guys listening, I have cerebral palsy, which confines me to a wheelchair but ever since I was like nine I wanted to be a professional wrestler you know um but unfortunately because of my disability I I can't do that um but you know it's just watching wrestling in itself and having conversations like this is enough to to like almost feel like I am part of the wrestling world in a sense and so yeah I mean it's something that I'm really passionate about and like, I don't think I'll ever stop loving it. That I can definitely agree with you uh, with. I mean, professional wrestling is is one of those relationships. I mean, it's almost it's almost like in a sense, and I hate to put it this way, it's almost like uh almost like a a first love. Like no no matter how mad or upset you are at your first love, even if you all break up, you're gonna find your way back to each other. What now? What whether or not you get back into the relationship that you first had before you all broke up, you're still going to have that relationship because you have a lot of time invested, and that, that's the way that I, I, I like to explain it to people. I mean, personally myself, uh, my my love for professional wrestling uh, started, I would say, uh, back in 1990. Uh, of course, I, I was born in '86, but you know, actually remembering you know, events that I went to and things that I watched, it would definitely have been the the 90s. Uh, so I'm definitely going on, uh, if not, almost uh, almost 30, almost 30 years in, uh, come, come 2020, 2020, it would be 30 years in uh, of me just loving the sport that we call professional wrestling. Now, uh, not to get too hung up on it, let's talk about, you did mention AEW. We had a huge announcement come out today, of course, uh, dealing with AEW's, uh, I guess you could say their weekly TV spot happening October 2nd, uh, live on TNT. And they will be in Washington, D.C. for their first live event. If you are in the area, make sure you go in and get your tickets. But now that we finally have this announcement and all this uh, hype and buildup is now finally, I guess you could say, over. We know what to expect. How do you feel about, number one, AEW's move on Wednesday nights competing directly head-to-head with NXT? And number two, is this the competition that we've already and always wanted, or did we already have competition before? Those are the two questions that I propose to you. First,
first and foremost, I am stoked, especially because uh, it's so close to my birthday. Uh, my birthday is on the 6th, and it debuts on the 2nd. So it's like a nice little birthday present uh, to me. Um, and if I'm being completely, you know, transparent with you guys, I am a WWE Pierce. Like, that's that's my bread and butter. Like, you know, that's my my number one company. It's It's where I go the most to get my professional wrestling fix. Uh, but that isn't to say that I don't watch other promotions. Uh, but with that being said, I'm super stoked for AEW. Um, and, and the fact that it's competing with NXT, it's going to be interesting because I know there has been ramblings about NXT going to live TV as opposed to, you know, pre-recorded and airing on the network and uh, things like that. And um, I think NXT is going to have to go live because the way that I look at it is like, why would you watch NXT when it's pre-recorded and there's a bunch of spoilers out there for it already? Uh, you know, you could just watch a pre-recorded thing whenever, as opposed to like AEW, like that's hot, that's fresh, that's happening now, that's live. You want to watch it live because I don't know about you, but I hate spoilers. Like to me, it ruins everything. It takes the enjoyment out of it. So it's like, if you already know what's going to happen, it's almost like why watch, you know, but with AEW and especially with it being its premiere on the second, everybody's eyes are going to be on that. Whether or not you want to admit it or not, you know, like everyone's going to be watching that. And um, as far as competition in general goes, uh, I mean, there's been other promotions, you know, there's been Lucha Underground, there's been Impact Wrestling, there's been Ring of Honor. But I feel like, and that's just to name a few, I feel like none of those have truly been competition. But I do feel, even though it's in its early stages, all elite wrestling will be competition, uh, especially just because of John Moxley alone. Like, I don't want to, like, you know, build them up too high. But, like, I know that was a big deal when he left WWE and then showed up at Double or Nothing. And I think... Uh, people for him alone will be watching and will be curious and especially because they're already uh painting this narrative that it's going to be different from wwe in the sense of like it's more authentic you know people are gonna be off the cuff and kind of do what they want to do as opposed to having stuff written for them and i think um that is something that's lacking within the wwe and i feel like that alone is going to garner interest. So I'm just really excited to see where it goes. And even though I'm like team WWE 100%, I think this is a healthy competition and I'm excited. And I think it's a time where wrestling is thriving and it feels really good to be a wrestling fan because a lot of times we're almost outcasted for being wrestling fans. Like, Oh, you're a nerd. Or, oh, you watch wrestling. But, but I feel like, Right now, it's kind of cool to be a wrestling fan, so it feels nice. Oh, yeah, it, it definitely feels great. I mean, you know, I've been called a nerd in the past for, you know, like in professional wrestling, and it doesn't help that I'm like this big, overly-sized person. It's like, man, you're, you're, you're one big-ass nerd for, for liking this. And it's like, you know what, I wear that badge proudly, and I have no 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 shame in letting people know how much i love this i mean but uh just to piggyback off what you said i mean with aew uh debuting man it, it's it's a great thing and like yourself 
I wouldn't say I'm a WWE purist, but WWE was my first love. So once once again, go, going back to what I said before, it's it's my first love. So of course, of course, I'm going to definitely uh, you know have more interest buried into WWE, but my interest is sparked with AEW. Now, as uh, far as it being something different, uh, from what I can see so far, yes, it does have something different about it. But the only thing that I would take away, like I said in some of the past shows, is if they can just stay away from the throwing subtle jabs and shots at WWE and just focus on their product and what, what they're trying to make and what they're trying to establish, I think, I think honestly, uh, we're looking at a great product in the making. But if they're going to continue to fill jabs and shots and do and, and do old WWE or WWF uh, spots or, you know, uh, little little uh, subtle skits, then it's like, OK, that joke is going to get stale very, very fast. You know, it's going to be like, oh, OK, yeah, all right, I, I get it. You're making fun of them again. So uh, I really hope that they do, like I said, focus on the key elements, getting these stars over, getting people to know. Who who are these people like Sonny Kiss? Who who, who are these people uh, like not like Nyla Rose? Like who who are these people like Bad Boy Joy Janela and Darby Allen and so on and so on? MJF, uh, you know, let's focus more on the character development than uh, throwing rocks and throwing shots at a company that quote we don't want to be in competition with because we're our own entity now. Uh, it's not the first time that WWF has had competition, but just to go ahead and pick it back with what you said, this is the first time they've they've actually had legitimate competition in a in a uh, manner of money wise. You know, of course, Impact, uh, not so much ran by uh, on on the billionaire level uh, such as AEW. The same thing could be said for New Japan and ROH. But they do put on great product, great wrestling. And a major shout-out to Major League Wrestling as well, who puts on uh, great great product and great wrestling. But, uh, you know, the, th- the thing about it is when you have a unlimited resource, I'm not going to say unlimited because, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure Tony Khan and his family are businessmen. And I know if they feel like, you know, the ship is not going where it needs to go with that company, and I'm pretty sure they're they're gonna back not I won't say back out completely, but they're gonna definitely watch what they spend on this product. But uh, it's definitely something that's hasn't been done since WCW having a billionaire versus billionaire when it comes to the bank accounts. So I am definitely geared up, excited. I'm definitely gonna be watching, regardless of my uh, you know I guess you could say my loyalty to WWE. WWE, but uh, wrestling as a whole, I just love wrestling. So uh, I can't wait to October second, and that is an early birthday present. Uh, you know, shout out to all the Libras out there. Your your birthday is actually a day before my younger sister's birthday. Her birthday is the seventh. That's awesome! Whoop whoop! Shout out to the Libras. We the best sign in the zodiac. You know. That's right. That's right. That's right. So uh, not to get too caught up on uh aew and their big debut which is going to be huge but let's talk about one of the things that's been on my mind for a while and i've been seeing a lot of great programming coming through 
as uh, far as with WWE within the past, I want to say two and a half, three weeks. And uh, one of my main focuses is right now is on the women's product with women's wrestling. You have the women's tag team titles that was that was introduced a little bit before WrestleMania, and it really hasn't been anything really done with it to elevate those titles to make them seem legit. And we've had we've heard rumblings of AEW having a women's tag team division, and of course they're gonna have a women's division. But my whole thing is last year we had one of the greatest pay per views WWE put on. And it was all women on this card. And it was WWE Evolution. My question to you, Vanessa, is does WWE, do they need to make this a traditional pay-per-view for the women? First of all, do we need an Evolution 2? Why? And why is it important? And should this be a permanent pay-per-view on their schedule? That's my question to you. 100% One hundred percent, yes to both those questions. I think it. We do need an evolution too, and it should be a permanent uh, pay per view on you know the calendar. Um, just because I mean the first one was so good. You know this is this is something I'm gonna say. Like I truly do believe that Evolution last year was the best pay per view for the main roster. From top to bottom, that card was incredible. Even the match that I thought was going to be like, all right, this is a randomly thrown together match. It's not going to be that hot. I think a lot of people felt that way. And that was the uh, six person tag with the Riot Squad versus the Boston Hug Connection and Natalia. That match was kind of like the one that everybody wasn't that hype about, but it was one of the like standout matches of the card. And um, just I enjoyed Evolution. Like, it was so good. I still watch that pay-per-view. Whenever I get bored, I'm like, I want to watch Evolution today because it was good, and it just made me so happy because, like, again, you know, I grew up watching this, and there were a lot of times with, you know, being a female myself that I was just like, man, this is some bull. Like, the way that the women were being treated, going all the way back to, like, the Attitude Era, you know, with, like, the the pudding matches and the bra and panty matches to like, you know, the divas era where they were lucky if they got like any TV time, you know, at, at certain points, their matches were being canceled at WrestleMania. It was like, they had a match and then all of a sudden it's like, ah, just kidding. You're not wrestling today. Um, so, you know, we've come a long way and I definitely do think it needs to happen again because I don't want it to be this thing where it was like, ah, yeah, WWE just did that to appease the fans, or, oh, WWE just did that to make history one time and then not do it again, you know? Like, the women deserve to be um, highlighted, and not only that, but, like, we have, you know, your Saudi Arabia events where women aren't allowed to wrestle, like, at all. So I think, you know, evolution should kind of almost be the the compensation to like, all right, since you can't wrestle here, we're going to give you a pay-per-view. And I know fans want to see it, and I can think of matches already that we can put on the card to make it make sense. I definitely 1,000% agree with you. We definitely need to have evolution. It does need to be something as far as a regular pay-per-view schedule. Uh, It was one of the top pay-per-views that year, hands down. Uh, you know, just hands down, just the talent that they had on the card, the matches that they presented. Uh, it was just an awesome, awesome card. Now, I do believe that if they're going to do this, 
they have to build it a little bit more. I, I, I guess you could say spend more time building it this time around. Cause last time last year, it was just so ran together. And so, you know, rush, there was really no buildup for the matches. Cause we had so many uh, network exclusives going on and things like that. But, uh, I would definitely build this up great. I think this would be a great time. I, I know there's been rumors of Sasha Banks returning at SummerSlam, but Evolution would be a perfect, perfect spot to put someone like Sasha Banks in inside a title match. And you know what? I don't even want her to even have a match with Bailey because that's been done so many times. I say, why don't you have her have a match with Becky Lynch at Evolution? for the Raw Women's Championship, because let's be honest, I don't see anyone on Raw taking it all for I mean, it, it, this is not a knock to Natalia, but they, if they want this whole man persona to stay strong, you're going to have to have her hold that title at least, at least to almost near Survivor, not Survivor Series, but at least to hell, hell in a cell. Uh, you know, that way we can build that up. But I would love to see a, a Sasha Banks versus... Uh, Becky Lynch, the man versus the boss. Like, that would be a great match. Uh, so many other good matches that you could put on there. I mean, so many different people you can do from NXT. And then you can also make make this tag, the women's tag team uh, titles relevant. Why don't you start a tournament on all three brands, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT? And let's go ahead and throw NXT UK out there as well. And let's go ahead and have a tournament where the winner of this said tournament gets a title shot at Evolution. And the same thing can be said for the Mae Young's Classic. You know, the winner of the Mae Young Classic receives a title shot for either the NXT Women's Championship or UK Championship. There's so much that you can do to make this a great pay-per-view, and I just can't wait to see what they do. Only thing I hope is that this is executed 10 times better than what they did last year. And I guarantee if they execute this, and especially with the brilliant minds that are now running Raw and SmackDown uh, between Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman, I do I do believe that uh, we will have great products coming up from uh, from uh, this, this time in wrestling, especially going forward towards Evolution. Now, uh, my next question... Uh, and we talked about it earlier in the show. We got to talk about RVD showing up on Monday Night Raw. Now, for me, I'm just sitting there, and I had the biggest markout moment, period. And if my wife was next to me right now uh, while I'm recording the show, she would tell you that the first words that came out of my mouth was, holy shit, it's RVD on Monday Night Raw. And then it clicked to me. I was like, wait a minute. He was just on Impact last week. And it's like, man, was he was he too high that, that he showed up to the wrong show? But then there, there was a report that went out. Of course, Impact was cool with it. Uh, but w- what was your reaction when you seen RVD show up on Monday Night Raw? Mine was uh, very similar to yours. The, the holy shit, you know, because I think um, he wasn't expected. Uh, I wouldn't have expected to see him just because it's been so long since we have and like you said you know he has his his contract with impact so it's kind of like whoa like impact let him do that so i mean it was very surprising and it was very awesome to see him there and it was hilarious because i was like of course rvd would be stoned my brother let me give you a high five no but uh 
he's awesome, and it was really good to see him. And I think uh, I know there was this joke that I read on Twitter um, about like it was an even trade off because you know Impact got Rhino, so then Impact was like, well, Rhino showed up at Slammiversary wearing a mask. So I mean, if he could do that, you know, I and I believe he was still under contract with WWE at the time, or his contract is being negotiated. Um, then they were like, "Well, let's let's get RVD," and they called it even, maybe. But but yeah, it was it was really good to see him, and he still looks really good too. Like I don't know, like are you a vampire? You don't look that different, man. Like I feel like he could still go, obviously. I'm definitely with you on that. I mean, I, I think he could still go, uh, but it's definitely good to see that. I mean, maybe there could be a working relationship with with Impact and WWE in the future. It's not the first time that they've done one-offs and trade-offs. I mean, of course, I can still vaguely remember uh, for the WWE Hall of Fame induction of the Four Horsewomen. I'm sorry, scratch that. Uh, the WWE Hall of Fame of the Four Horsemen. Uh, you had Ric Flair come to WWE who was contracted at the time underneath uh, TNA Impact, and they allowed him to make their appearance. And the trade-off for that was uh, the instant classic Christian Cage returning to Slammiversary uh, just to go out there and speak on the microphone. Uh, of course, no action was uh, taken far as in-ring action, but it's not the first time we've seen these two work together. And, uh, you know, RVD wasn't the only star that's the Impact uh, contracted star. You also had Santino Morella, who's also a part of Impact Wrestling as well. So, uh, you know, I, w- I was just stoked to see, you know, those two guys on on Monday Night Raw uh, for the Raw reunion, which was great, uh, in my opinion. Of course, there's always room for better because as wrestling fans, we want more and more and more. But I think uh, it was definitely better than Royal 25, if you ask me. The ratings may not not have showed it, but it was one of the highest rated shows this year, hands down. Uh, But before we get you out of here, uh, I have to know a couple quick things about you. And I'm just going to lay out three questions for you. And we're going to shoot with question number one. Top female wrestler of all time, in your opinion, past, present, and, of course, legendary. This one may uh, shock you uh, because I feel like it shocks a lot of people when I say this. But I am going to go with the very first Grand Slam champion, uh, the huggable one, Bailey. Uh, that's my girl, dude, 100%. Um, again, I've been watching wrestling for a really long time. So, you know, I have my, my interchangeable wrestlers and, and things like that. But uh, Bailey is just so special. Um, like I, I said earlier, you know, being born with cerebral palsy and not being able to wrestle... I just connect with Bailey, and I think it's because, like, she reminds me so much of, of myself in the sense of, like, how we got into wrestling. Like, she loved Macho Man. And I, I like I said earlier, you know, the, the first wrestler that I remember seeing, Macho Man. You know, her favorites growing up were the Hardy Boys and Lita. Those were my favorites growing up. Her favorite band is Paramore. My favorite band is Paramore. We're just... So much alike, so whenever I see her wrestle, it's like I am vicariously living through her, living the dream through her. And for that, 
like that's my girl like you know she's had banger of matches in NXT and on the main roster um of course you can't not mention her amazing match with Sasha Banks at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn and I think recently this whole redeveloping of Bailey kind of having like a tougher side and a, she has more of a backbone now like this is incredible this is the Bailey that I love this is what I've been wanting to see for so long so yeah uh I'm gonna stop rambling but yeah Bailey Bailey's my girl she's she's my number one uh you know like I, I said I always change my top 10 or whatever but but she stays on top I don't think anybody's gonna knock her off Okay, I can definitely agree with that answer. I mean, Bailey is definitely transcended uh, to a whole nother level. I'm definitely loving the character development with her. Uh, she's definitely has an edge to her, which is something that a lot of people wish uh, they would have gave her a lot earlier. But you know, better better late than never. Uh, but man, you two do have a lot in common. That that is strangely cool because that's very rare that you can find a wrestler that has a lot in common with you. So, shout out to Bailey, the huggable one, hug life. Uh, second question I propose to you is this. Okay, top male superstar, past, present, or legendary, let me hear it. Ooh, that, that's a tough one because I have so many. Um, man, that, that, that's, a, that's a tougher one for more than the women, honestly, because there's, there's so many guys that – uh, made me fall in love with wrestling. Um, and I know I just said Macho Man was was the first wrestler that I remember seeing, but if I had to go back to my childhood and remember a guy that got me, like, invested in, like, ooh, I can't wait to see what happens, uh, that would have to go to the big red machine, Kane. That's my boy. And I think it was mainly because... My brother growing up was an Undertaker fan. Like, that was his boy. So when Kane came out, you know, at the Bad Blood 1997, ripping the cell door off of the off of its hinges and, you know, staring down the Undertaker, I was like, oh, my God, I love this because now I have someone to, like, root against my brother with. You know what I mean? Like, you know, sibling rivalries, you know? I want my guy's better than your guy and just Kane's presence, like, you know, being seven foot tall and like having the mask and the red and black gear. I was like, that's my dude. And he's, he's been my dude for a really long time. And it kind of sucks that he's not active anymore. He's over there being the mayor of some country. I forget. Uh, but man, like, yeah, he's been my favorite and you know, he hasn't had that many world title reigns, but I remember when he won it from Rey Mysterio. I don't remember the year, but it was Money in the Bank. Like, everybody was pissed, but I wasn't. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. And, uh, yeah, I just, I love that guy, and I really wish he was still wrestling, but I get it. You can't wrestle forever. Uh, but, but yeah, I got to give it to him because he was, like, the first wrestler that was, like, my wrestler. You know, he was my guy, and nobody, like, influenced me to be a fan of his. It was just. I picked him on my own. That's gotta be, that's gotta be Kane. Like I, I remember that moment. Uh, and not saying that I remember watching it live on pay-per-view. Cause let's be honest. Uh, my parents cannot afford that at the moment. And it's not, I take that back. It's not that they couldn't afford it. 
my mom nor my dad in either household was going to pay fifty four ninety nine for a pay per view. Uh, it was not going to happen. So the only way that I could have seen that pay per view is if I went to a cousin's house who already recorded it on VHS. And for the younger listeners out there, VHS uh, is this rectangular tape that has uh, actual uh, black ribbon inside of it that actually has all of the audio and visual on it. You put it inside this machine that we call a VCR. And once you put it inside there, depending on where it's at, if it's at the beginning, you can just go ahead and press play. Or if it's somewhere in the middle, you have to hit that rewind button. And unlike a DVD or, man, I don't think people even use DVDs anymore. But unlike streaming, like on Netflix or the WWE Network or, of course, Power Slam TV, uh, you actually have to rewind it and actually have to just pretty much guesstimate until the tape stopped if it was at the beginning. But just showing you how old I am, uh, I remember uh, watching this tape and just being God terrified because for me, the undertaker was my guy, uh, you know, growing up because that was the big man that we were introduced to far as a mysterious, uh, uh, figure. Then when Kane got introduced, I was like, man, this guy, not only is he taller than undertaker, but he is bad ass. I mean, I'm just looking at Kane, the whole get up, and I, I, I could just remember, you know, uh, just being a kid. I mean, uh, one of my favorites growing up as far as wrestling-wise was uh, Mankind, Mick Foley. And I, I remember when uh, Mick and uh, Kane were feuding. And, you know, I was kind of torn in between because, man, I, I definitely love both of these guys. Kane more, more so because I could relate to him being a giant. Mankind, I could relate to him more so as kind of being just outright different from everyone else and just uh, be, being in your own little bubble and being kind of about a little bit of a loose cannon. But I was a fan of both, but uh definitely agree with you with Kane. I mean, shout out to Kane being the mayor of Knox County uh, down there in Tennessee. Uh, I had to definitely get back to Tennessee uh, to go visit some of my friends. Uh, Steven Jensen, shout out to him, uh, fight talk uh, podcast and, uh, Definitely make sure you check out his podcast. He's available on every network that we're available on. But uh, I definitely agree with you when it does come to Kane. Uh, and last and final question. And I always, uh, I always get a little bit of a little bit of tug back when I ask this question. Uh, all right. Right now, when it comes down to professional wrestling, who is the most iconic figure? And I'm going to actually open this up generational-wise. So the most iconic wrestling figure, and these are your choices. You have the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. You have Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You have Stone Cold Steve Austin. You have Hulk Hogan. And I'm going to put Bret Hart in there. Who is the most iconic, recognizable wrestling figure? Ooh, that, that is a loaded question, and I could definitely see why you get a bunch of tug back on that one. Because, I mean, it, it depends on, like, where you're coming from when you answer it. Um, but I'm going to have to go with the great one, the Brahma Bull. 
uh, Rocky, The Rock, um, simply because he's a trendsetter, he transcended the business. You know what I mean? Like, not only was he huge in professional wrestling, but he's huge outside of that. And I feel like even to this day, he almost still brings eyes to the company, even though he's he's like not in there anymore, really, you know, because I, I imagine, you know, people watching his movies and things like that. And then someone like myself, maybe could be sitting down with the person and be like, man, I remember when he was in WWE and then being like, what do you mean? You know, and maybe like, what do you mean? What do I mean? You know, and then wanting to show them the rock matches and then maybe they get turned on the wrestling that way. And I think that, you know, if you're if you're going around asking people like, do you, like if you give them, you know, four or five pictures of all those guys you just named, I feel like the majority are going to know who The Rock is as opposed to, you know, the other ones you mentioned. Not to say that the other ones you mentioned aren't recognizable because they're all legendary in their own right, but I just feel like The Rock has had an impact because even though he's not wrestling anymore, he's still very much influencing wrestling fans. And um, I, I just think that it's crazy because I don't think he was ever meant to be, uh, and this is going to sound cheesy, but as electrifying as he is, you know? Like, when he first debuted, he was kind of like this average-looking dude. But but now he's, uh, you know, arguably one of the greatest of all time. So, so I got to go with The Rock for sure. That's a great choice. I mean, it, it's such a tough question, and I, I did forget to put John Cena in there. But uh, it, it, it's such a tough question. I mean, when you look at some of these names, it, it all depends on which genre, well, which which age demographic that you're in, number one. You know, you, you have people that are automatically outright, they're going to say Ric Flair. I mean, Ric Flair is literally one of the most quoted uh, professional wrestlers in hip-hop music. That's a fact. Uh, then you have people that would say it's Hulk Hogan because let's be honest, Hulk Hogan elevated the business in the in the eighties, uh, and uh, he was definitely current. And this is a shout out to No Mark Salauda. We had this quick conversation, uh, but Hulk Hogan is the only one of the only relevant wrestlers uh, next to Ric Flair uh, that was relevant and the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s, and even in this decade of your of your 2010s and uh, getting ready to be 2020 uh, next year. But, you know, he's been relevant and consistent, uh, whether that's been in wrestling, uh, in the movies, which, let's be honest, his movies were not all that. Uh, you know, but he definitely was one of the first wrestlers to go ahead and hit the silver screen. Uh, so some people will say Hogan. Uh, some people would definitely say John Cena because of their, of course, their age. And uh, if you're if you're between the age demographic of let's just say, let's just say maybe I'm gonna say seven seven to probably twenty. John Cena was your guy uh you know that, that that was the guy that you've seen come on tv i mean he was hip he was cool he had the the dr thugonomics him freestyling on every episode 
of SmackDown and, and Raw, you know. And then you had his championship wins, the 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 decked out titles, and then of course him transi- transitioning into Hollywood uh, with a couple of his films. WWE produced, of course. Uh, you, you had the Marine, and you had Twelve Rounds, and you had a couple other movies that came out. And then uh, you know you look at him now. You fast forward. He's in uh, he's in uh, Blockers. Uh, he was in. He's going to be in the new Fast and Furious. Uh, he's kind. Of, he's came out with his own children's book. I mean, he's notable just in that that note alone. And then you have, of course, going with your answer, The Rock, which The Rock, uh, and not to sound cheesy at all, I mean, he is what he says he is. He's one of the most electrifying people on the planet, not just in entertainment, just the, pl- the planet. Period. I mean, you had a guy who came in. During the Attitude Era, debuting in, I believe it was 1990, was it 97? I think it was 97. It was, no, it was uh, 96. Well, listen, if I'm wrong out there, Marks, make sure you do at me at Marks and Mikes on Twitter or, you know, slide it on the Instagram, which I'm never on, but I promise, like I promise every episode, we're going to get that situated. Uh, But, you know, when he debuted it, like you said, uh, you know, he was not standing out above the crowd at all. But once he became the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, you know, linking up with the nation of domination and then having a great wrestling career, one of the uh, best catchphrases ever. You can quote this guy line for line. For God's sakes, the guy had a whole entire TV show named after his catchphrase. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. But, uh, you know, you just, you just have to look at just his body of work. I mean, he's he's definitely uh, one, one of the greatest to ever do it. And, uh, of course, being one of the most successful men in Hollywood, period, the top paid actor in Hollywood, period, you have no choice but to say The Rock at this point as far as being one of the most recognizable faces. And this this is, you know, this is right next to your, your Hulk Hogan's and your Stone Cold Steve Austin's because, Let's, let's just face it, Stone Cold's going to be a recognizable figure no matter what. So it's a tough question. You can answer with anybody, but I do agree with your assessment of The Rock. Uh, listeners, hey, let us know who you think is right now uh, w- one of the most recognizable figures in, um, in professional wrestling. Uh, let us know on Twitter, at Mikes, and uh, who knows? We may go ahead and shout that out on next week's episode. Uh, but I definitely enjoyed having you on this episode. This was great. This has been a long time coming. Uh, we've been planning this for over a month, right? Yeah, I feel like a month. Uh, honestly, it was because uh, you guys, I think it was you guys or some other wrestling podcast, it might have been, did like a follow spree. And um, you guys followed me. I followed back. And I said, man, let's let's collab, you know, and uh, it took a while because I had technical difficulties with my phone. Like I wasn't able to download Skype because I had a 16 gigabyte phone. So I had to go out and buy more storage space. So I did that, got got it taken care of. And uh, now now I'm here. And honestly, it was fun. So thank you so much for having me. I would love to do this again. I would love to have you on my show. You know, I, I just. I love talking wrestling. Like it, it really. Aside from watching wrestling, talking wrestling is my favorite pastime. Especially because uh, in my real life, 
I only have a, like two friends who actually watch it. So I, I can't really, you know, mark out, if you will. Um, so when I get to have conversations like this, I feel happy because I'm like, now I'm not just a nerd. I'm talking to someone who understands. And so, yeah, this is this was really fun. I definitely, definitely enjoyed every bit of it. We have to do this again. And this promise I will make to you. When I do touchdown in Los Angeles, California, kind of given the whole Hulk Hogan uh, Silver Dome, uh, but when I do touchdown in L.A., I promise to go ahead and link up with you, and I'm going to make sure that I am there on the week that there, that is a pay-per-view or something, and we are going to just hang out, mark out, and watch some good wrestling. Hell yeah, that sounds like a, a, a fantastic time. We'll get some snacks, maybe some beers. I don't know if that's your thing, but but we could we could have fun. It'll be good. I'll definitely mark out with you. That's for sure. Hey, I definitely enjoyed having you. Let all the listeners know where they can find you on Twitter and where they can find your podcast. Uh, you guys can find me at Great Love ninety one. On both Instagram and Twitter, I post there a lot. I talk about wrestling a lot, so be warned. I'm also very strongly opinionated, so I don't know if that's your guys' thing, but just giving you a heads up. And as far as my podcast goes, uh, the podcast is called Squared Circle Addicts. That's all one word, no spaces. Uh, You can find it on Anchor FM. You can find it on Breaker you can find it on Spotify, you can find it on Google Podcasts, and you can find it on Apple Podcasts. And I also have a YouTube channel uh, with that very same name, Squared Circle Addicts. Uh, that one, I kind of, that platform I use more for like free range stuff in the sense of like where I ramble and kind of give my opinions and my takes. Uh, like today, I just posted a brand new video where I discuss the ongoing rumors regarding Charlotte Flair's opponent for SummerSlam. So if that's your sort of thing, please give me a subscription or subscribe to my channel, however you say it. But yeah, check me out on all those things, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy, and I hope you guys enjoyed my take uh, on things today. Yes, we definitely did. Uh, Love having you, and once again, we'd love to have you back. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I am Mr. Six Foot Nine. Uh, the special guest that we had on the show today was no other than Vanessa Vasquez from the Squared Circle Addicts podcast. She gave you all of her Twitter handles and where you can find her at. Make sure you do support her, follow her, and go ahead and listen to her podcast. And once you're done listening to it, share it with a friend. This wrestling community only grows if we reach out and grow together. Man, this has been a crazy episode so far, but I cannot go on in this episode without mentioning the fact that we have so much coming up with RSW coming up within the next month. I mean, seriously, August 3rd is right around the corner. And if you have not heard what's going down August 3rd, it's the first ever BlackBerry Tag Team Tournament. So that's right. It's the BlackBerry Tag Team Tournament. And I'm not talking about the smartphone, the BlackBerry If you have a BlackBerry in 2019, do me a favor, throw it away. But no, we're talking about the Tag Team Tournament. First ever BlackBerry Tag Team Tournament going down August 3rd at 3 p.m. in West Virginia. And man, this is going to be an action-packed card. I mean, we have teams like the Wayward Sons, which was the first team announced on the Tag Team Tournament, as well as the Forsaken. 
they will also be a part of this tournament and to go ahead and add on to it. We also have Year Zero being inside the tournament as well. See what happens when they get involved inside this tournament. And who can ever forget the Pitbulls, which I had the pleasure of seeing these guys wrestle, what, twice now in person? And I'm glad I'm going to be making it a third time on August 3rd. And the last time I seen these guys, they actually had the RSW Tag Team Championships. The fourth, I'm sorry, the 15 announced on this um, card as well is actually the RSW Tag Team Champions. And we're talking about Trash and Stash. We're talking about Run and Bruce. They're going to be a part of this tournament as well. Uh, the sixth team announced is T.L. Andrews in a mystery partner of his choice. We don't know who it's going to be, but I do know he's been hyping it up on Twitter. He's been hyping it up on Facebook. And I know he probably doesn't have a MySpace, but I'm pretty sure he'll be hyping it up on there as well. The 17 announce is Ron Hunt and Zeke Mercer a part of this card as well. So this is shaping out to be a great, great tag team tournament going down August 3rd. It sounds like Marston Mike's is going to be making a road trip because I would like to be in the building to see what happens at this tag team tournament going down August 3rd at 3 p.m. Let's see what happens there. As well as coming up for RSW on September 6th and 7th, which sounds like another road trip for me. It's going to be going down in Connecticut. That's right. In Layard, Connecticut, we are going to see RSW presents Monsters of the Midway. Uh, you're going to see a lot of the RSW guys on this card. Andrew Palace, I believe, is going to be making his RSW return there as well. And as well as the heavyweight champion on this card, TJ Phillips. And as well as Chance Riser and the new internet champion. Can't not forget about OMG James Ryan. So there's a lot that's going to be coming up with RSW. And of course, if you are looking to become a professional wrestler, uh, if you are inside the West Virginia area, and if you want to travel to West Virginia to learn the tricks in the trade, you can go ahead and definitely sign up at the RSW Real Shoot Institute of Grappling Arts Wrestling School. So that's the Real Shoot Institute of Grappling Arts. Uh, the school is located at 1065 Green Bag Road, A, Morgantown, West Virginia, 26508. Make sure you do sign up for the classes. Learn from the world champions and the world travel experts come learn what it is actually like to live your dream they have beginner classes intermediate experience classes are also available for pro wrestling rain psychology social media cardio weightlifting acting like a pro if you're ready contact them on facebook at facebook.com backslash rsw live or twitter which you can find them at RSW Live. And make sure you do check them out on nothingelseon.tv. But that was a mouthful. And we're going to be moving on to the next portion of the show. Right after we come back from this commercial break. Man, that was an awesome interview. I definitely enjoyed that interview with Vanessa. I love to have her back on anytime, man. Uh, she's definitely knowledgeable 28 years old out there in los angeles california huge wrestling fan 
hey, look, if we ever take a road trip, bro, we definitely got to go check her out because she dropped some knowledge on on their interview. She really did. That's the best. We definitely can do that. But before we get out of here, uh, definitely, you all have to check out Leo Rush's new new track that he just dropped. Uh, last wait, night. wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. First of all, is Leo Rush still employed by the WWE? That's one. And two, when the hell did he make a song? That's what I want to know. I definitely got to hear this. Well, the first question is a question mark because only he knows the question to that, and I don't really want to go off the dirt sheets. Uh, the second question, uh, second question I can answer, and this is not his first time putting out some music. Uh, he's uh, he's he has some pretty nice bars, man. You you, you got to definitely hear him, man. I mean, got a nice little flow to him. I ain't gonna lie, you know, this is not me putting chapstick on and kissing no one ass. Uh, What's the name of the song? Scenic Lullaby. Oh God, this song. Yeah, so Scenic Lullaby is actually available. Uh, it's available on iTunes. It's available on Spotify. Uh, make sure you do find it. And, uh, it's underneath Leo, L-I-O, Scenic Lullaby is the name of the song. Make sure you give that a bump, man, and make sure you share that with all, all your friends and all that, man, because that, that beat go hard. If the song starts like, ding, 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 that song's going to be trash. And I close. All right, man. Okay, you're not gonna let you're not gonna let me live up the whole thing from RSW. I really can't. Ding ding ding. Fatal four way. And if he says that, I'm 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 cutting the song from the thing. Let's let's hear it. All right, man. Well, we're actually gonna close out the show with this. So here we are with Scenic Lullaby by Leo. Uh, a.k.a. Leo Rush. Make sure you do check him out on Spotify and iTunes and where the song is available to be downloaded and or streamed. And we are out, ladies and gentlemen. Boom. Boom. Baby, yeah, I had it all to that day when I saw my mama's tears fall. Broken heart, should the devil really did me good? Skip school, I started smoking on that backwood. I prayed for better days until that paper came. Switch it up, not a young boy, self made, drinking problems. My sister Shonda, she finally solved them. Auntie Cretia, I never see her, I probably need her. I remember dark days on that deathbed, long nights on that pillow in my tears shed. Long thoughts and meditation and I'm the pain A premonition to go and get it, I'm chasing fame But I swear, I'ma never look back though I know they see me, but I only let my back show The devil tried to guide me, but I got tunnel vision God's plan was to help me make better decisions Bumps in the road, those signs were pretty scary No Timmy Turner, but I was wishing for that guy Very odd times, yeah this little light of mine Corey Carr, they let me shine for a better me That purple clock, boy, that's a friend of me that black soul drain me from my energy is clear to see. Next time you speak of my name, you gon' pay your fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chevrolet passing, rooms full of passion, coops full of trash with, booze in the backseat. 
shoes I was lacking for fame and reactions. Ghosts from my past was closing it faster. Choking on cabbage. Days full of laughter. Weeks full of pain. Evil way tactics. Love in my right hand. Hate in my heart. Girl in my left eye. Worlds will part. Pain in my chest. These words can express my love for the game. I'm going insane. I remember long nights on those dark days When my heart was black, my mind stuck in a dark place Found my way out, I had to go where the sharks play Just to be free and think of all of the smart ways Damn, my dreams It was never as glory, yes it is seen It was dark, it was cold, the promised land I was told It put my mind in the clouds, it turned my heart in a mold I'm in the fight of my life I had to pick up a shovel and dig my way to the light And despite all that pain And all that struggle I've been through The color of my skin, and that's the reason I can't lose The future's in my hands, see, that's the reason you can't choose my fate This world is my place I need you to look at me See the pain in my face Yeah Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.